Hello, and welcome to this week's episode, everyone. My name is Zan. Don't ask why, just put an I. And with me this week is Omina. Hello. Samra. Hola. And a very special guest, Julie. Hello. <laughs> okay. How's it going? <laughs> Omina, you go. This is She's your friend. Introduce yes. her. Okay, so... Uh, how do, oh, I, I didn't even think about how I would do this, but <laughs> Julie is my friend from college. That's how we met. Uh, we have a very lovely story of how we met, um, in which I insulted her. And you should, you should share the story. <laughs> we, how, you... <laughs> how so it, it, I didn't mean to insult her, it kind of just came out naturally. I wasn't, um, I wasn't insulted by it, so I think that's that's the start of the friendship. <laughs> We were at a meeting for some club, some frat thing that, you know, we don't really talk about anymore. <laughs> and they were asking us our favorite color. I didn't know this girl at all. And she goes and she seriously says rouge. And I look at her and I'm like, why don't you just say the color red? <laughs> and I was serious. And I, That's I, a good color, though. I definitely had a, a nasty face on, too. I, I looked at her like, why would you say rouge? Yeah, the the attitude coming from Amina was it was palpable, and I loved it. I was like, "Oh, this is great!" Just look at her already shading me, and that's, and she, that's it. You know, instead of most people who would be like, "I don't like her," that was mean. She was like, "I like this girl because she was mean to me." <laughs> we became friends, and we've been friends ever since. We've gone through graduations and marriage. Well, not mine, hers. <laughs> And oh, you got married. I did in my garage. Congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. How many years now? Three. Oh, okay. So it's a little it's a little baby marriage still. We're toddlers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Summer, do you have any advice? No, none. <laughs> Other than the only advice that I give to everybody is you can, you guys, everybody fights. It's not about winning each battle because you have to win the war. Yeah, I actually think about that every time we are fighting. So look at that connection. That was good. So I need to marriage to war. There you go, people. Yes, so that's how I met Julie. And um, the reason why I asked her to be on the show is because I remember we are creep-tastic people. Uh, Julie really loves the spoops just as much as we love the spoops. Yes. If anything, she likes the spoops more than us. (laughs) (laughs) And if there's anything with download numbers, our audience love the spoop stuff too. So They do. And I, mm-hmm. I, I have to say, the word spoopy, you know, I started saying it, and you guys were like, why are you saying spoopy? Julie. It's, oh, really? Because I, I, can I say that spoopy, I've I've actually heard, like, big-time people use spoopy now. Like, it's, it's like, you guys were, I mean, it's coming from Julie, but I heard it from Amna a while ago, and I always thought it was an Amna thing, but now I'm seeing celebrities say it. I've seen people tweet it with spoopy. Yeah, it's so everywhere. It's, there's a hashtag now. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah we're, like, a we're like we're the the hipsters of the spoopy movement. So exactly. you gotta find a new word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta start a new trend. But, uh, poopy. <laughs> just straight poopy. Yeah. No, but she would say it. She's like the spoops, and I was like, oh, that's funny. So I started saying spoops, and I copied her. I straight objected, it, so it's fine. But she, you know, she's like the type of person that. I don't know, Julie. You can explain how spoopy you like it. I don't know. Uh, we like it pretty spoopy. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I try to live my life uh, Halloween all day, every day. But aside from that, I all the, the haunted stuff I, I check out. And I think that's probably why... I mean, I, I knew that I was, I was coming on here to talk about my family and all that stuff. But I think that's why it's even like more real to me is because I, I like dive deep into reading about it and trying to go to these places and I just really like spoopy stuff. Yes. I love it. Can I just um can I just say that I thought you were about to quote Fast and Furious really quick. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I like to live my life and then I literally said a quarter mile a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that would be perfect. <laughs> I missed that opportunity. I'm sad now. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, she's quoting Vin Diesel. <laughs> uh, Julie, you like Fast and Furious. That I do like Fast and Furious. Yes. Oh man, R.A.P. Paul Walker. Yeah. I've, never, I've never seen a single Fast and Furious movie. Oh my god, I gotta get Amna on it too. It's it's terrible movies, but necessity. What? Which one is your favorite? Ooh, probably number five. Okay. I, I don't I can't get over too fast too furious. Just the title is just perfect, and it just oh sets number it up two great. is yeah. that oh number two okay. So I was gonna say is that the original one or is that no, the original furious was for number three. No 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 two to, uh, number three was Tokyo Drift. It has nothing to do with the story. Yeah, and now they tried to like bring it back with like they're trying to like not... yeah, yeah they're trying to like somehow incorporate it again and and because it's like just a random Fast and Furious. <laughs> However, it did have the best song to come out of the whole, the whole Fast and Furious like yeah, franchise. Fun, fun songs for sure. Yes, but um, anyways, anyway, back to the spoops. Yeah, so I just thought that was a nice uh, connection you guys had uh, was Fast and Furious. But yes, so you know our famous uh, babysitting story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I don't know, Julie and I tell scary stories to each other all the time, different spoopy things. And I remember, I don't know when you told this to me. It was definitely after we graduated and she she went to Brazil. You went to Brazil. And you were telling me the whole shebang. I remember it stuck with me, the story. And I think I told it in a really bad way on this podcast. And I'm like, that's why I asked you randomly the other day in quarantine. I was like, can you tell me the story again? <laughs> it's so good, and it freaks the crap out of me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can, I can, I can share. Just prefacing, I am Brazilian. For those that didn't know, <laughs> I don't just travel to Brazil on my free time, even though I do. But that's um, different, though. That's like when we go to Pakistan, you know? Yeah, I was like, wow, she she just she went to Brazil on vacation. I did, but also my family's from there. Um. But yeah, so uh, my family in Brazil is I don't know, pretty Pentecostal, I guess is like the, the affiliation. Um, 
And every time I go, I go to my grandparents' church. They passed away since then, but my grandfather was a pastor. But it was like a really small, um, like not mega church status, probably less than like 40 people because it's all like elderly people. Um, and in Brazil, in these Pentecostal churches, uh, there's a lot of people that go with like, I don't know, all this negativity, right? Like they can't get a job or they're like an alcoholic or they're, they're cheating on their spouse. And usually the pastor will pray for them and they'll like all of a sudden get possessed. And it's just, it's crazy. Um, a lot of them though, I think are fake. My grandparents' church, that never happened. So I went totally, you know, this, I'm not going to see this. This isn't going to happen because I never really wanted to witness that just because I feel like that's crossing a threshold. I don't want to be too close to the spookiness. Um, we feel and, that so hard. That's why we like love spooks, but we would never ever touch like a Ouija board. Yeah. Um, I, that's exactly it. I, I like, you know, learning about it and going to these places, but I never really wanted to like witness this kind of, um, service, even though, you know, like I said, a lot of them, I, I don't, I question the, if they really, if it really is that that many possessions happening at once in that place or if it really is something to just like make the pastor seem better um but i you know it's better to not dip my toes in that water he Um, hires people to come in to give give stories yeah that's (laughs) but that's exactly what happens Um, i guess that sure happens (laughs) yeah um but you know my my grandparents church again really small this is not something that really happens there i've never witnessed it uh, usually, you know, when I go, my grandparents bring me, I have to sit in the front, everybody's, you know, super proud. Um, so I was there. And it was like a weekday service at night, you know, even less people than usual. And usually tropical country, all the, the doors are open, windows are open, people on the outside can freely just come in. Um, and we were getting to the end of service. And this like, uh, I guess like middle-aged woman, but not like old, old, just like middle-aged. Just walked in and my grandfather was like, oh, you know, welcome. I hope you find your place here. Uh, and I turned around to look at her because everybody did. And she was walking normally. And all of a sudden she like kind of her entire like positioning just like shifted. And she started kind of... um I guess twitching in a way and it just like the person that walked in was not the person that was like right there at that moment and she looked directly at my grandfather and started speaking like her voice was it was not I don't know it's it's just it was really weird to describe because it wasn't it wasn't deep like the movies that you see like with all these echoes but it also didn't sound like how she should sound like it was totally off and at that point um I don't really remember what she said I just know that it happened so fast that like you know she spoke to my grandfather and then all the elders just like went up around her and like put their hands on her and she was like twisting her body in such a way and I just really remember not looking at her when she made eye contact with me and that sent me chills and because my my family always said if you're in a church and this happens if you're not in a state of prayer it's going to jump out of that person and go into you 
And so when um, she made eye contact with me, like that was the only thing that I could think of. And I was like, oh my God, please, 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 Lord Jesus. I don't even, I'm, I'm so sorry for everything I've ever done. <laughs> Just, I don't want to get possessed, please. Um, how, how old were you at this time? Oh, I was, it was not that long ago. I mean, oh. I guess it was like probably five, six years ago now. Okay. Okay. So it was fairly recent then. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't it's like a doll. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You weren't like seven years old or six years old. No, 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 no. This was something that that scared me as an adult. Okay. Um, Because I remember like one of the last things that like she she said as I was like staring at her was like, this is not a place of God. And then like, like, look, I looked at her. She looked at me. And I was even talking to Amina. Amina was like, wait, but you said this happened. I'm like, yeah, but like. It's that one thing of like I don't really like rem- like remembering it because when I have that like acknowledgement that I like looked at her and she looked at me, it's kind of that thing of like I stared into the abyss and it stared back, <laughs> um, and it's it was just like the freakiest I guess moment for me of like seeing a person like I don't think that that was fake. Um, afterwards, like she she fell she the next day when we went back to service, she came and she was bruised. Like she had bruises on her body from, I'm assuming falling on the ground after, but, um, cause she didn't have any when we saw her go in and she had no recollection really like immediately after she was like, what, what am I doing here? What is happening? Um, she said that she was Christian, but she hadn't been going to church or anything. I don't think she still goes to my grandparents' church. She went for a little while after, but, um, that was like the closest I've ever been to witnessing a possession. And that was just like the most, I, I guess, scary moment for me. Uh, I like how you say the closest I've ever been to witnessing a possession as if that isn't as close as you could possibly get to witnessing a possession. Well, yeah, I mean, because, because I, I turned away and I looked away from it. Like I wasn't you watching them try to like exercise her. I just was like hearing her yell and everybody screaming and like speaking in tongues. And it was really like, Oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> what is my life? Um, but yeah, so I didn't actually watch it. I, well, I remember when I was younger, I always, I always would say like, I wish I could watch it from like a glass like a, I don't know, a holy glass where it wouldn't like come <laughs> to me. Glass. Yeah. But that, you know, that can't really happen. So I um, just kind of looked away, but even though that was like the, the spookiest um, like thing I've really witnessed, I think when I was talking to Amina, I think the, my whole Brazil situation, like my family <laughs> is like cursed. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what spoops me out. Yeah, the possession wouldn't um, be because of the possession. It's it's the unfortunate circumstances of your of the the blood. Yeah, you can yeah, my whole <laughs> bloodline. Um, you were just setting the the the, uh, the tone with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think like that was that's like one of the the I don't know highlight of my spookiest moments. But um, I just think my family takes the cake <laughs> because before my parents or my grandparents were. Christian, my great grandmother was um I guess like there's this religion in Brazil that's kinda like voodoo here. It's like Macumba. Um and she was like one of like the heads of uh I guess the that religion in our town. 
Um, and so like our property was used for a lot of these rituals and like animal sacrifices and just like lots of energy, (laughs) whether you want to say negative or positive, just a lot of energy. And when she converted, um, my grandmother was already married and my great grandmother was like, all right, well, we have to dispose of these things properly. But my grandfather was just like, no, blood of Christ. Like we're protected by the Lord and like he's, you know, strong enough to overcome any adversity. So let's just like get all of these shrines and altars and sacrificed animal and like, you know, ancient blood that we've had for whatever other sacrifices that happened and just like throw it in the ditch in the property and just bury it and build over it. (laughs) Uh, Literally, it sounds like a movie. And when you're watching this in a movie, you're like, that wouldn't happen. But then or you're just like, why? <laughs> well, I'm yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that that's just that was his mentality. I mean, I don't know, olden people. Um, and so up until that point, you're like, all right, what's the big deal? But every single person that lived on that property has died, <laughs> except for my mom and my aunt who moved to the United States from all of their siblings they were the only ones that survived and they were the only ones that didn't live on the property. Um, my uncles and aunts, cause it's like, uh, I have Brazil. There's like a big property and usually people will build their houses like in the same kind of property, like not big houses, but just like little apartments or whatever. And usually everybody lives together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's very like, uh, kind of like, like Pakistan. Uh, yeah. Not the apartment style, but the, everyone if joint family living. yeah yeah oh, under one um, roof. yeah yeah basically so um everybody that lived there died my uncle um was he fell from the roof like shortly after his son was born um and then like bricks fell on his head because he tripped mm-hmm. on the bricks and then he died oh, okay. um his firstborn daughter died on the property still as like a a baby and like my mom actually my mom lived in brazil at this time we couldn't pay for an ambulance to come get the body of the baby so my mom had to like pretend the baby was sleeping and carry it on a public bus to the hospital it was just great my other uncle um was started to get really into guns and he bought a gun and showed it to my aunt. It was like a family barbecue um, on the roof. And he showed it to my aunt. My aunt like would always say this whenever we talked about it, that she looked at it. He was like, oh, see, there's nothing in here. Like no bullets. It was fine. Collector's item. And she witnessed that. And for some idiotic reason, he put the gun to his head to like Russian roulette and I guess there was a bullet stuck in the barrel and he blew his brains out in front of the entire family on a barbecue. Um, Yeah. My other aunt um, got ALS and died. Um, My mom's sister, like before her also died as a child. Uh, Only my aunt and my mom again survived and they left to the United States uh, in their er early twenties. And my aunt actually was still a teenager. So I believe that property is cursed. 
Um, my grandparents died of old age, but honestly, they were the only ones. Everybody else that stayed there died. Uh, and not, again, some like, you know, natural causes kind of death. Other than my aunt getting ALS, like, I guess I'm like, okay, well, I don't even have to include that one. But even her husband, like, he was sitting on the curb of the property in some car, um, like, I, I guess lost control, went on the curb and like, just totally smashed him into the wall and like his head just popped off. So yeah, pretty gruesome deaths in the family of everybody again that lived on that property. So since my grandparents passed away, I just can't wait to get rid of that property in our family heirloom because it's, I believe it's cursed. Like what, what does your, your mom or your aunt say about this? Like today, like do they, are they, going around telling people about this or is like they're more keeping it to a secret because they don't want to share how tragic this place is like what are are their thoughts and feelings on this um they also believe that there's a curse on that because it's just it's i guess it's not i'm not gonna say it's inexplicable Mm. (laughs) that how everybody has died there but it's just inexplicable it's just so much tragedy in like one place like one or two deaths in the family okay but everybody that lived there died and the people that moved didn't my a a little bit after my uncle passed away his wife moved out with my cousin and they're they're alive they're well but again my aunt's husband they lived on the property and he passed away too so it just not like even the family family it's like whoever lives on the property yeah yep so it just is not, my grandma was the only one that, because I would tell her when she was still alive, I'm like, grandma, you got to get rid of this place. And my grandma would just be like, eh, you know, it's just, that's nothing. Like, it's not, Jesus is more powerful. And I'm like, I'm not doubting that. I'm just saying sometimes Jesus is like, I did the thing and you got to do your part too, you know, like. Maybe don't live on a cursed property. Like, like there's only so much I can do for you. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, I don't, when I go there, I'm not really scared because I don't live there, but it is a really eerie feeling. Um, yeah, I was, I was going to ask, do you feel like when you have walked in on, in that property, do you, like, we, we've had an episode about that feeling. Right when you walk into a place, Samra has had that feeling. Zan, you, I think you said you've had that feeling. I've had it where you you walk into a place and you know, like it's like I don't know if it's an animal instinct. I don't know what you can call it, but you just know something's wrong. Yeah. And is that how you feel when you walk? Something in? was off, basically. Like the air <laughs> felt different. Yeah. Um. So. A lot of the, the like the houses that were built on that property um, have since like already been destroyed and it's just like an empty lot except for my grandma's original house, which is like the OG house and my aunt's house that she recently, I don't know, it's a recent construction, like the past 15 years. So when I'm in my aunt's house, it's not, I don't really feel too spooky. I'm more spooked because I know my grandma's house is right next door. <laughs> like it's right, it's on the same property, but it's right there. And whenever I go into my grandma's house, that's when I feel unsettled. Uh, but more specifically, when I go upstairs in my 
my aunt's house. It goes directly to like the roof where a lot of the like tragic incidents happened. And that's really where there's like this little room that I couldn't even describe to you because I don't go in that room often. I think if I've been there five times in my whole entire life, it's too much because I don't like that room. It's just, it's kind of that thing of like, you know, like you're walking to like the edge of a cliff and your body is like, please stop, stop going. You're like, I'm just going to go a little more. I'm just going to go a little more. But your body is like, we really should stop. This is the point. Every time I'm going into that room or like by that room, that's how I feel. I'm just like, I don't really want to go in there. And not that I've ever seen anything. It was really just a storage room. (laughs) There was nothing in there, but I just didn't like that room. So whenever I'm in my aunt's house, whenever I sleep, the window is directly to that room and I just avoid looking at it. Um, So I do feel unsettled mostly in my grandma's old house. Uh, In my aunt's, I kind of, it's kind of, it's like tolerable. I'm just like, okay, I'm here now. So like, you know, please, I don't live here is what I try to like repeat every time I'm walking in the hallways. I'm like, I don't even live here. So don't even no. ground. Yeah. If you're listening, <laughs> I don't live here. This, I don't, I'm not me. Don't follow me back home. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do. I mean, I've always, and the things I read is like, if you encounter spirits, you know, try to be affirmative, talk to them, like, you know, stand your ground. So that's what I try to do. I'm just like, I don't live here. You know this, like, I'm just <laughs> passing through. So just please mind your business. But it is, I try not to be there really like a lot longer. I, I Did you feel that way before you knew about the house? Or do you think maybe because you knew about the backstory of the house that that might influence how you feel when you're in the house? Um, so I went the first time I went there, like as a kid, um, my one of my uncles had already passed away. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I was a child. So I really I was like seven. So I still didn't really wasn't convinced that, about anything. But it's interesting because we have a picture where like all my cousins are in that room, like playing that I don't want to go into. And I'm outside, like I'm sitting outside of it. And I, I don't remember that picture being taken, but I, I'm just like, even as a child, I didn't want to go into that room. Not that, I mean, I could have just been sitting outside and they snapped the picture, but I don't have any memories going in there. And I, I think I was still avoiding that room. Um, but as I got older, I, I guess I always had an unsettled feeling in my grandma's house, but I always just chalked it up to, I guess, cultural differences. Like, you know, I grew up in America until I was like seven. (laughs) So then when I went to Brazil the first time, like, whoa, this is really different. Mm -hmm. Um, But I never had that feeling anywhere else. But when I was like in my grandma's house, I was like, I don't, I don't really know. And it wasn't every time I talked about it as a kid, people would be like, oh, that's because she's prissy and she's from America. And that wasn't the case (laughs) because I wasn't, I wasn't a lot of like worse off houses than my grandma like my grandma had a pretty like good house it was just like I just really didn't want to stay there for a lot longer than I had to um and I would always want everybody at the house like so we could always be distracted by like talking or making food but when we'd have to go to sleep I would be like oh no please (laughs) let it be morning I don't want to sleep here um but yeah, that's just, that's how I felt as a kid. But again, I always, I think because a lot of people just said that it was just because I was prissy. I was always like, yeah, that's probably it. 
I mean, that's very similar to like our experiences in Pakistan. Like, you know, I mean, I'm, we've, I think we've also had cases of like having rooms in our grandmother houses where it's like, you know, we would, we would avoid going there. And it's like the same thing where it's people would be like, Hey, you know, why are you acting this way? And it's like, Oh, I'm just, I don't know. It just, it just feels weird. I don't want to go near that room. Like, I remember that one specific room, Amna and Samra, you know, that room where- Yes, that's what I was thinking about. The room with, like, the filled with papers oh, and, like, oh. old suitcases and everything. Oh, I know what you mean. With the <laughs> yeah. The long hallway. The long yeah. hallway. Yep, 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 yep. The long yeah. hallway with the red light bulb, and it was a storage room. And it was the same, same feeling, where it's just like, yeah, we don't want to go near there, and we don't want to go- I, like I never went in there either. Like I never wanted to, but then it was just like, yeah, same feeling where it was wasn't just like, there, hey, what? Sorry? Wasn't there a room in one of Amma's or one of the houses they lived in more recently? Not when we were kids. Well, I guess when we were kids. I mean, the last time we went, where we were not necessarily adults, but um, where there was a room up on the roof as well. I was just thinking. Um. Yeah, that was that I know exactly what that's when Ashabai was getting married. Yes, the mm-hmm. room Our where they, they wanted to stay they like it was like an apartment mini apartment, but it was off. Yeah, so it was like it was like a like it was basically a two two story house, but what on the roof of it they made it into a mini apartment of some sort with the full. Is that, is that the one, Chums? Is that what you're talking about, Samuel? It, it's yeah. one where it wasn't a stu- two story house, so it a lot of homes, and I'm sure it's very similar in Brazil. A lot of homes have um, like a flat rooftop. You can like um, play on it, whatever, hang your clothes on it. It's very much like that in places that have that it's you know warm climates and whatnot. So what this is is there was you know stairs leading up to the roof. There was a section of the roof that was like built with a with a room, and there was like a the bedroom. A mini, very mini kitchen and bathroom, and that's where Ashrabhai was. Uh, our cousin was going to be staying at when um, he got was gonna, when he, when he got married. And we didn't like it. Uh-uh. It was very weird. Something was off about it. Yep. yep. And what made it even more off was that I don't know that same place that we we're talking about right across from like the roof was that those two diff- doors that were locked permanently. Yes. Yes. <gasps> Remember that? Yes. Yeah, and it was like it. It didn't belong to us. It 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 belonged to the the landlord of the of the house. But yeah. Like we don't know what was in there, but it was suspiciously just locked twenty four seven. And they like we no no one ever asks right. No one asked. No one asked the no question. One, <laughs> why we, we I feel like we go crazy because I feel like we're we're raised in America. We think these things are like why did people why don't people. Think this isn't normal, <laughs> Julie. Julie, were you? Did you ever ask questions about this? Did you ever were like, wait a second? Why? Like, oh, I want to get. I want to get back. Get to the bottom of this. Yeah, that's how I know so much about like what my, like how my great grandma was like the leader of like the Makumba in um, our town, and I heard different stories not even from my own family like from people because you know my family lived in that area for years and years so whenever I'd go I'd talk to people that really knew our family or would come to visit and I would ask stories about my great-grandma and you know then I started really understanding just like how I was telling Amna there was like a, a case of one of my aunts like this is back in the olden olden days uh her husband 
at that point, like fiance went to this, like, you know, this, this dance with this other woman and my aunt was like crying to my great grandma and like really sad. And my great grandma, this is again, before she converted, when she was into all this voodoo stuff, went to the dance and like touched his wrist, like grabbed him by the wrist and told him like to come home. And he said, no, he was going to stay there because he was like, you know, having fun and drinking. And my grandma or great grandma looked at him and just said like, this hand is never going to touch another woman. And like, okay. And then like two or three years later, cause you're like, all right, but then it still did. So, you know, uh, uh, two or three years later, he like, he, he never got better with drinking and it just got worse. And he had to have like from his little bit underneath his elbow down, like amputated off on that arm. And, you know, whether people want to attribute that to what my grandma said or great grandma said a few years ago or not, um, the the there was like even a thing from the doctor saying that usually when this happens and like alcoholics it's usually like the leg or the whole arm so it was an anomaly that it was just from like the wrist down but um like he hated telling that story uh but as a kid I was like going to like getting to the bottom of it and realizing that like all right my grandma was probably or great grandma was probably like into some dark magic kind of stuff maybe if you believe in that stuff but yeah my family never really divulged a lot of information I had to go chasing it I think it's just kind of funny because I feel like a lot of the things you're saying the the difference is no one in our family was well not that we know of involved in the Kala Jadu as uh chums is i don't know if you know if anyone in her family was involved but I, don't I don't know of anybody um involved in it in our family but that's why um and i could totally be wrong and the person who would tell us best is our aunt Gogohala. but i think their neighbors or somebody in lahore their house in um lahore like the one that i went to once my entire life um I was, I tell you, five years old. Um, and I think that was their family home. They lived in it for years. That's where, like, all that stuff happened to her in the house. I didn't know that at five years old. I can tell you right now, when when I was told as, you know, when we were teenagers or whenever, uh, years ago that that house was haunted, I 100% knew it and believed it because at five years old, I distinctly remember the way that house looked from the outside and me stepping in, foot into that house for the first time. I know what it looks like in my head. It's hard to explain, but I know what it looks like. And I remember stepping into it and that, and, and being five, year, five years old, I remember stepping into it very, like, like pretty much terrified, very scared. I was like, you know, and it's not like, oh, I'm five and I'm meeting all these people for the first time. I was a shy kid. That could have played into me being scared as well. But I just remember this feeling of just being scared. Terror. Now, I don't have pretty much any memory beyond uh, that visit. I have um, one more or two, me two more memories of our visit, uh, you know, and one of them is is that particular moment 
and the other two, I, I, I the other one yeah, or two. How next to people who did Kalajadu, who did Black I Magic? Think, I think. I could be Allegedly. wrong. I think. So, really, I told you about my aunt, right? The one who's yeah. the. So, I, and I think I told you about that house, right? Um, I'm not sure if you told me about the house. Okay. This house, so she's my aunt who has all that cra- crazy stuff that happens to her. The house she grew up in and her family, uh, you know, all lived in as well like my sister was saying, was just renowned, like renownedly haunted. And the stories that have come out of that house, like, um, are, are pretty similar, I guess, in some, not, maybe not death wise, but very similar and spooky wise. Yeah, where it's just like, yours is death, like just like sadness and death. This is like straight up. We, they were, they were gin, like they were, Seen I guess you would say like demons were, for yeah. you, but they're not yeah. really demons. I don't know. Yeah. Afterlife lingo. Yeah. It's like, like metaphysical. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. They're, they're not even like demons. Like we consider as more um, like other beings that we like made. What is it made of smokeless fire? They're made of, yeah. Smokeless fire. Yeah. Okay. So, but humans that take on like you know the, the the shape and form of really anything yes like there are stories that we know of people who are somehow related you know seven degrees of separation related people who were married to someone we knew who said she was married to a djinn um that's crazy like so mm-hmm. No. But not even, but not even in like, uh, not even in scary terms. But there's also like really good gins out there where like uh, we've had story in our families where, where you know, gins would help them out in scenarios. Um, well, the is, woman married to the gin. I mean, all he does is yeah. bring her gifts. Yeah, like, yeah, she or, a happy life. So yeah, I, I'm about to go get married to a gin. <laughs> <laughs> That well, that was the whole thing. Like she would, she would like they would, they'd hear voices in her room at night, and then she'd always ha- she wouldn't leave, and she would always have new jewelry, right? Yeah. And so they were like, "Dude, she's married to a gin." <laughs> so what? So by the way, from that house we were talking about with the locked doors, I we also have cousins that are slight, and they're listening. I know probably Faria is listening. She listens to our podcast. They were also slightly assholes because they would freak us out more and be like, "Oh, definitely, Jin live in there." Yeah, with no, with no like basis of anything other than just to scare us. Here's what I will say. Here's this: I don't know if they were uh, uh, being purposefully doing that. I don't think so because, and I, if Arya is listening, they. They're big time chickens, so they yeah. wouldn't be like saying that stuff to like you know they they would be freaking out. Think of Faria in our house; like she still doesn't even want to walk down to the kitchen by herself if it's night. Like they're so scared. Do you think they would really be saying that stuff to like freak us out on purpose? No, no Faria believed it, but it freaked us out. That's my point. <laughs> I believed it. <laughs> I still kind of oh, low key believe it. I believe there's something <laughs> wrong in that house yeah i don't know what it is though because when you said that like you know the house 
had like the locked doors. So I, my grandfather, a few years after that like room that I didn't want to go into, like I'm already probably like a teenager at this point, like did that. Like he got these metal, this metal door with like bars, kind of like a jail mm-hmm. <laughs> door and like barred that room shut. And when I went there, I was like, well, it wasn't creepy enough before. And like, <laughs> now you did this. He's like, well, I mean, no, it's just because we don't use it. Like, you know, I don't want people going in there and stealing stuff. I'm like, or you're trying to keep something from coming out is what it looks like. And my family would be like, ah, Julie and your theories. But yeah, I know after that, it was just, it was just so scarring to see this like metal door. And then it was just always shut. Nobody would go in there. Can I say something, Julie? What's up? Why, why, why were you going to the house? Did we ever say no to going to Amma's? No, but <laughs> here's the deal, though. Here's the deal. Amma's, you're right. We never said no. However, however, our moms would be pushing the hell out of them, either moving or whatnot. If they didn't like the place, we knew it, and they were out of there real quick. Like it's yeah. but, but the difference is um, all right, Julie. Is this like so in Fox Sun? It's very hard to have your own property. Yes. Yeah, so, and and we're we're dealing with that now, sort of in a way. That property has been in our family for years. Like like before my great grandma, like she was raised there, and like even right now, like after my grandparents passed away, like my mom is like, sell it. We got to get rid of it. But even knowing that, she's like, oh, but this has been, like, our family home. And she goes, like, all <laughs> scarlet O'Hara on the thing and then, like, doesn't want to get rid of it. So, like, I personally think that that kind of attachment, I'm like, the curse is getting to you. It's not trying to let you let it go. Like, just, you got to let it go. But my grandma was like, no, that's not true. So, like, I could, it was that that situation. I can't say no to going to my grandma's. And nobody really pushed them enough to get rid of it and whenever my mom tried my grandma would just be like no this is you're just like you're crazy there's nothing here <laughs> our family's just tragic so <laughs> yeah I that my also thing i was saying like in Pakistan, it's it's very hard to have your own property like most a lot of people rent because it, it's it's not easy to, and, and not necessarily maybe in Foxon, but maybe in Karachi. How about that? I don't know. I can't speak for the rest of Foxon. But you know, you the reason why we we were able to get out of the houses so quick, Trumps, is because they were rented. If we had our own property, you think they would have sold it? No, but I think our our listen, Zan's mom, our his mom, our aunt, she's a sensei. And I that's our word for what we think people are sensitive. We call them sensies. <laughs> She's a sensi, and she would definitely be like, "All right, we're not staying here." <laughs> I don't know if uh, if Bichal is also very sentimental. I mean, she is, but I'm just saying, like, she'd be like, "Oh, wait a minute." I mean, she is very sentimental, but when she feels like something is not right, she will be like, "Get the hell out." Think about uh, Zan. You know what I'm talking about? The apartments. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, your mom was all about getting the hell out of there. 
Yeah, because that apartment, yeah, because that was the very, you're, you're talking about the Toll House, right? Oh, the yeah, first the Toll yeah. House and the other one, the one where you guys were on the third floor. The, yeah, the, the one bedroom, yeah. So, like, when I was growing up, Julie, to give context, uh, I, I was born into this apartment. We I, The apartment's name, the complex, was called the Toll House. And Not I just the cookies. Yeah, not the cookies. Um, and like in this complex, it was very well, the way my mom described it because I was I was not even a year old. I remember I was, it. I I don't remember anything. But my mom would describe it as very like depressing, very um, it, like I guess like you would have that feeling that we were talking about earlier, like that weird feeling that you would go in and it's like it just doesn't feel right. Something doesn't feel good in here. The air feels thicker than usual. Right and. That was just the first apartment. Then right across the street was another complex. We call it the Bob Apartments because the guy, the landlord was called Bob. So Bob's Apartments, He we then moved right across the street to the third floor. And it kind of carried over still where in that apartment specifically, I remember. Was that the one little... I lived at a lot with the pool? No, no, that was that was the second one. That was that was later. That was that, was later. A, that apartment was fine. <laughs> yeah, that one is fine. Yeah, but the one that I was, this is when I was maybe almost two, three, four years old at this point, five years old before we moved to the second apartment. But um, in that, in that Bob's apartment, the third floor apartment, yeah, that my mom would describe it as a same thing where it just didn't feel right. But then we would get a lot of the biggest tragedies in my family and the, you know, knock on wood, it's not, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not the worst things, but we, a lot of bad things happened while we were living there. Like my dad got really, really sick then Um to the point where he had like a pneumonia, I believe it was pneumonia, but with a sinus infection that doctors have never seen before. It was the craziest combination. And then it was also the same time where, where, what was it? Like my mom would, would not necessarily hear things, but it just be like, she would just hear so much tragedy happen around her in those apartments. There's a lot of weird things happen that she just would want to just leave. She didn't want to stay in those apartments as, as like the moment, like any chance she would get, she would tell my dad to just move out, move out, move out. And so she, eventually, oh, and, and, I, and I didn't, I didn't even mention in that same apartment, I, I also got pneumonia. Oh, wow. To the point, yeah. And then it was a really bad pneumonia for me too, where I was to the point where I'm to this day still suffering from sensey throat. His as, esophagus. Um, <laughs> my esophagus <laughs> problems. His esophagus problems that we made fun of. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other that's a whole different thing but like a lot of things happened in that apartment which is which caused which led us to move to the two-bedroom apartment which is where amna and amna knows about but then that's after that it was fine the yeah. earliest memories i have are from that apartment yeah i would sleep for like two weeks there just to hang out <laughs> but, those uh, are the days yeah back in the days but um i i you know the the I'm very lucky. I haven't had these experiences um, as you, because I think I would be creeped the fudge out. I'd be shitting my pants. Uh, no, I don't know how you stay in that house, Julie. I would be. I would. But to be fair, though, I stayed. I was gonna say in the apartments that our aunt lived, and she had all those things happen to her. Yeah. I did too, and I never got a creepy feeling there. I never felt that feeling, and yet she had stories, you know, with the blood from the walls. No, that's, not that, that's not that apartment. That's the house. 
No, it was that apartment that she'd be cleaning and her water bucket where the would turn into blood. Oh my god, I just got goosebumps. Here's the deal. No, Thumbra, it's the one with the bucket with blood in there. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Not the water. <laughs> no, no, but here's the deal though, Julie. So that house that grew up in, whatever was at that house, we think our theory. Um, our theory is that it actually attached itself to her. So wherever she goes, it's there. And even here, like we go to her house. Oh, there to, this day, to this day. To this day. She has stories. Like, yeah. like a person with her at all times. So we it's think. It's not a person. It's a straight up demon. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's and, not and, even a djinn. I don't know what the hell it is. Yeah, like uh, some of these stories like are so recent. Like there were just maybe a few years ago as well. Just really recent stories of her saying. Two years ago with the TV. Yeah, yeah. The TV. We go to her house all the time. Mind you, this house does really give me the creeps too. Oh, I had my own experience at that house. But wait, is this is this the aunt that like feels a presence all the time? Yeah. Not feel the presence, sees a presence. Oh, okay. She's yeah. okay. <laughs> feeling. She straight up interacts with it. No, no. This is the aunt that the house that I went to when I was five years old, and the house is was so like. And even our parents, like our moms, say that the house was really weird. And my and, mom like gets like, what's the opposite of giddy, but in the same like uh, like um. Like she shivers thinking about yeah. it. Like she gets a chill thinking about this this house because she 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 also everybody everybody who anybody who believes in this believes that that house had something weird. Um, they would play and some things would throw rocks at them. No, I don't know about that. That didn't happen to what? like mom. Yes, Bihala, your mom's and I think was saying that when they would play in the Sahan, which is like the it's a courtyard it's a courtyard in the house that they would get pebbles thrown at them from they don't know where i i don't remember this actually i don't yeah, this stuff in my brain because i remember it happened recently they were talking about it i gotta ask her now i'm, I'm not sure it's either your mom or my mom i have to ask my mom i actually no, don't know it freaks me out but <laughs> freaks me out anyway it definitely wasn't our mom because our mom was a little older than them and she didn't play with them. Yeah, she was a little snooty. But the – anyway, that aunt that lived in that house, recently in her house that's in Connecticut, like two years ago, she saw something crawl across her floor while she was watching TV. Not something. Someone. Oh, my gosh. No. Crawling, <laughs> crawling on all fours, staring at her, like smiling, right? Oh, gosh. <laughs> now, to see, to add a little funny twist to this, right? So because I guess it's, you know, our theory of it being attached to her, she's gotten so used to this that she yeah. it didn't even phase her. It was but just I, like... That was going to be my follow-up. I'm like, and then did she just raise the volume and pretend it wasn't... Yeah, there? pretty much. <laughs> no, pretty she, much. This, this has been with her her entire life at this point. She does not remember a time without this. So that's why we think whatever was in that house actually attached itself to her because she's the one who had the the most amount of encounters with whatever was going on in that house to begin with. But like my, her did, but not as much as her. My counter to it is like, 
look, it feeds off fear, right? The stuff feeds off fear. It's definitely trying to scare her. But it's not working. Wouldn't it have given up? <laughs> no, at this point, it's attached to her. But is it like, is it like, is, does she get like a nervous presence with it? Or is she just like... I think it does bother her. Because she does say that some things like... I, I remember in the same house in Connecticut, you know, when she was waiting for her sister, remember? And mm-hmm. it like, kept taking the blanket from her. And she woke up and saw it at the edge of her bed looking at her. Lord. No. No. She said she was, that freaked her out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be a little freaky. <laughs> See, so that, I've, again, I've seen, I've, I feel like I've told these stories so many times that I'm like, or we've talked about it that I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, when the bed. <laughs> the blood in the bucket? Yeah, the blood in the bucket. <laughs> oh, no, no, the blood on the sheets, dripping on the sheets. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing. So we have this aunt that actually we believe have this has this presence attached to her, so she sees it. Then Zan's mom, he, she she senses things. She's a sensi. She feels energies. She can that there. That's her big. That's her thing. She gets um. Her her something happen. That's the thing. Like something small. Like she'll smell something that's very specific. You know. That's the thing. She's sensitive to certain things, and the similar, very similar, is my sister. She is very. She is also quite sensitive. Which I've told Julie the babysitting story. Yeah. And it's in the archives if you want to listen to it. It's in the podcast form. <laughs> yeah, if you guys want to hear these stories. Uh, mind you, Amina told me that story and then followed up with like the haunted graveyard in Monroe story. And I had to drive home at like two o'clock in the morning. Oh, the Luke one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone knows that one, right? Where Luke's friend saw the white lady. Yeah. Yeah. Summer's, like, <laughs> Summer's very weird. She doesn't believe certain stories. Summer's Summer a skeptic. Summer's like, the opposite of a skeptic. I know from experience that she's I'm not, I'm not a skeptic. I'm not. I believe in this stuff. But it really has to, like, the white lady is, it's a claim, right, that this is this, you know. But at the end of the day, how many times have we driven on that road at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., midnight? This, that, never, ever, ever, ever have I, did I have, I felt weird driving by that cemetery. Never. I always feel weird driving by that fucking Catholic church. <laughs> oh, okay. no, I feel one. weird driving by that church. The white one? Yeah, that oh, one. Oh, the one where they have exorcisms? Yeah, that one. Oh, <laughs> oh wait, you, you're talking about the one on. In oh, yeah, the one in where they have cult exorcisms. Right by the witch store? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right by the, the gift that Julie went to. <laughs> I did. I was like trapped in there for a bit, but yeah. You went to a store by the. Oh, it's, it's right by. It's right by. Yes. Well, yeah, your guys' house, F- effigy. I think I was there. It's a real witch store. It's not like oh, here are rocks. It, no, like, it's not like it's not like a hot topic for people that like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It's like <laughs> where is it's literally. You go in and like in the back of the store, there's like like on the wall, they have like a pentagram made of sticks, and it's really creepy. 
Why and I'm like, what purpose does this serve? But I don't, I don't know what purpose it serves. I don't really want to know what purpose it serves, but it's creepy. <laughs> it's there. Why, why were you there? <laughs> um, I had to buy um, this like, like a little gift for this person. That's like, it's like a witch pen pal thing, and like I had to buy like a little witch gift, like a witch theme gift. Probably could have gotten away with going to Hot Topic and getting a Sabrina the Teenage <laughs> shirt, but I just went there. And this guy signed me up on their mailing list, and he, like, before I left, I was there for, like, half an hour because he was, like, like standing at the door being, like, um, you know, I feel like you're drawn to the craft, but you don't practice, and I'm really getting that reading. Like, you know, I will even, like, teach you, tar- like, all these stuff for free because, like, I don't know, he really vibed with my energy. But I was like, okay, I got my rocks. I'm going to go now. Thank you. <laughs> now you're on a witch mailing list. That's like a real mailing list. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. First of all, yeah, the Catholic Church is odd. I'm not, I wasn't like my Vazzy, Samra. The store? the store? That weird little store by Vazzy's that's blinds are always closed. I don't it's know. literally in the plaza, like right next to your guys' house. It's, it's right there. It's by and, Step Away. I know. My, my preschool. You mean the consignment store? It's not a consignment store. The one with the baby strollers in the front? <laughs> so, uh, you would think the witch store is the one with the baby strollers? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking Like I have I like, you need to go to Vazzy's and you need to see there's a little store in that parking lot and that's effigy. First of all, fuck that, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to that store. And I'm going to make sure I don't pay attention to it. Clearly, I haven't paid attention to it because I don't have the energy for really? it. Really? You walked through that store, they would not have approached you and said, you have a craft ability. <laughs> you no, can't you, even, you, you honestly can't even walk through it. It's so small. And it, everything, there's, he made like, sh- there's shrines in each little corner to like a bunch of different deities. I, I, I don't know. I didn't oh, ask. No. No. <laughs> but yeah. Why? Why? Why I'm you messing with that shit? What? And I don't plan on messing with that shit. And let me just say something. I believe in God. I truly do. However, and 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 listen, I, I'm saying this out loud. I don't know if I have like a strong enough faith in in that in, in the powers beyond what I know to protect me. Bro, we also haven't had representation, and I'm going to point this out. <laughs> I feel like Christianity, Catholicism, so many of, you know, the religions that be, that praise Jesus as their Lord and their Savior, have representation in cinema <laughs> to show them how they can protect themselves from evil. We have not had that representation <laughs> and so we sit we what are we gonna do we're just gonna go oh love. <laughs> we don't know what we can do we're been we we're told oh read aito corsi i don't know aito corsi from you know memory i barely know from memory <laughs> it's 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 there it's very timid i'm just saying that <laughs> I feel so deeply that they need to teach us 
<laughs> someone needs to teach her. <laughs> well, 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 that's my thing. It, it's I have my truth. I, I have the faith in God, right? But I, I have complete faith in God. But God doesn't necessarily have time to turn around like the eye in Lord of the Rings to be like, oh, hey, she's getting possessed over there. Let me go help her out. He he, he might not do that. He might like, oh, no, I, I 100% agree. There's a whole damn universe. <laughs> There's a whole expanding universe with suns that are bigger than our sun. You think God is going to hone in on me in that moment? <laughs> I'm like, I'm out of all the people, the least like the you going into the FEG store and just being alhamdulillah, <laughs> you think you think God's gonna help you there? <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Me going to FEG and going alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, they would be like, who is this? <laughs> no, but I agree with Summer. Like, um, it's the same thing. That's what I was trying to always tell my grandma. Like. I it, I believe in the Lord. Yeah, okay, yes. But like there are some things that it's just not going to happen. Like you willingly choose. It's like a Ouija board situation. There's no if you if you choose to like be involved in this or be near it or whatever, it's not like you're just be like God, please help me out here and be like, "Yes, let me stop everything that I'm doing to help you out." Like, no. Live your life. Like, like do Jesus you can't be like you said, like Jesus ain't gonna be like he's like, you gotta help yourself. Like, yeah. Well, I, well, you can't be putting yourself in these situations. Human beings that you're you're absolutely right, uh, Julie. You you're making the decision to do the Ouija board, so why should you expect someone to or something to help you out of it? Or whatever the case may be, or you walking into effigy. That's your decision to walk into that God <laughs> I'm being dragged. <laughs> Your decision. Why the hell would you want to cancel Julie 2020? So, so, if, so if something would happen in effigy while you were there, well, God probably wouldn't have saved you because he was like, "Why'd you walk in? You could have went to right. hot topic." Because it's like the hot topic. <laughs> That's well, like, like, the title of this episode. You could have went to hot topic. <laughs> Or blood. It, reminds, it, it reminds me of the uh, I, I don't know I'm gonna butcher the joke so I'm not gonna even bother but there's like this famous joke of a guy who dies and he's like oh you know uh, I, God gives him three signs and it's like oh like I, you, you you know you never gave me these signs like how come I wanted to go to heaven how come you, you were supposed to give me these three signs and he was like well God was like I gave you all the signs you just didn't listen to it so this is God saying I'm giving you the signs of like all these scary stuff just don't do it yeah, Julie, I think the signs <laughs> of a literal curse, uh, a possession, all showing you that this is not the way to go, and you walk into effigy? <laughs> giving you a reason not to go. <laughs> well, I mean, I just, I feel like, I, again, I just went to try to find a gift, but also I read into this stuff because of my family curse and, like, trying to learn how to deal with it. Like, again, oh, I'm, I'm pretty... <laughs> no, but like how to protect myself because again I know that you know Christianity and Catholicism the blueprint is there but like what if that's just not enough what else are you going to do you know like like what other tools in the arsenal can I use listen nothing because um, if, 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 if your faith can't help you out in it then you're screwed because this thing, these things are strong they're strong there's really nothing there's no like there's no, there's no like. If you think about well, all the strength, that summer's right. 
it's all about strength. Like, you got to be, you got to have, like, maybe that's why your grandmother and your grandfather, they were so strong in their religious resolve that, I'm not saying that your your family was not. That's definitely, like, not what I'm trying to say. But, like, that's also, I don't know. I always think about dad. But it was also the opposite. He was strong in his skepticism. Oh, he was strong in the belief. He, he I wouldn't say that he was strong in uh, he, he, I think he did have a strong faith, but I don't think it was like, oh my God, it was all, you know, he, uh, but he was majorly skeptical of everything. In fact, he didn't believe it. He believed in jinn, but did not believe they could interact with the, the humans, um, or that they could interact, but they didn't interact. That's the difference. Now that they did not interact. So you could be possessed in front of him or that situation, Julie, that you witnessed at your grandparents' church. He could have been there, and he would have been like, the woman's faking it. He would have laughed. He would have just been like, oh, my God, are you serious? Like, why is this lady doing this? Um, and, and, and I am not trying to say that what, you're, what you witnessed was wrong, and you probably witnessed something that was way beyond what our brain can handle. Um, he just never believed in that stuff. He has witnessed the same type of things that you clearly witnessed, and he still to this day is like, oh, I'm sorry, not to this day, but, um, you know, he still was like, he didn't believe it. He, he, didn't yeah. believe it. he, thought, the, he thought the person involved was, um, was faking it. And it was uh, because of the situation, you know. the negative situation within the household that they were being raised in. And it was a call for attention. He, right. he that that is completely in his head of how it went down. You ask anybody else who was there. A lot of people have passed. Well, no one talks about it. Well, they're all. A lot of them are dead now. A lot actually. of them are dead, but the the, the aren't say that that's not true. That she this situation. Yeah, a lot talk about happened it. to her, and she did get whatever happened to her. That that is real. It happened, and and people like Amna said they don't talk about it. But it ha and they are 100% on their faith that this is what happened to this woman. And, I mean, she herself has now passed away. But she, you know, and, and not because of this situation. But um, that happened, her, you know, being possessed happened when she was a young teenager. Um, but my dad was there. He was up front and center in that situation. And he does, he, he did not believe it. Yeah. And I, it, it's, it's so odd to me because I'm like that because we believed it and he would call us idiots. You know, Julie, you met, you met him yes. straight up call, would call us idiots. Said the only thing paranormal in this damn house is my face. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying like, but you know, there's comfort in that, right? There's, I'm not saying there's comfort in skepticism. There's comfort in resolve that you're dumb. Like, <laughs> there's also comfort in, like, if you have that strong of a sense of this is not real, then you're not afraid of it. You're really, like, Julie's grandparents, they were not saying that they were skeptical of it, but they were not afraid. They were 100% not, you know, I shouldn't say 100, but they were not afraid. They had a very strong, they had resolve. a lot of strength. And dad, I think, had a lot of strength towards it. We I, are the opposite, though. We are I'm, the weakest. We are weak. We are weak, 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 which is why I'm like, it's not that I don't believe in God, but I'm a weak person. 
um, I guess uh, a good way to kind of end this episode, it would be if we were all in a, in a horror movie, what character would you be? I guess I'm assuming Samra would be the one that would be the believer, but then wouldn't do it. She would, would you just run away Samra in a a movie? I would be like, I would a hundred percent be the character that most likely (laughs) survives because not because I'm like fighting against it because I got in the goddamn car and drove off. <laughs> You're yeah, I, would, I would be the opposite. I'm like the most likely to die first because I'm like the. Let's just go talk to it. Let's just try to <laughs> let's try to figure yeah. this out. I feel like I. I don't know, Chums. What do you think? You would you would probably survive it, but you would face it. You you would face it, but you would you would 100 percent either get to the end and survive or be like one of the last to be killed. Like you would you would you would try your best. You, I mean, I know, I know I'd be running off because one time Amna heard, um, like scratching in her walls and she was in her room doing homework and it was probably a mouse, which this is what my dad, you know, said it probably was. But I walked, she's like, do you hear that? I've been hearing this like scratching when I walked into her room and I heard it <laughs> and I bolted so quick. I didn't even turn around. She was behind me. I just want to make a point. It was daytime and yeah. <laughs> it was night. I was doing my homework in the day. I heard scratching, and Summer comes in. I'm like, Summer, do you hear it? She screams <laughs> and then rolls out of the room. I'm like, bro, you the worst. Like, you are I not love, someone. I, love her. I bolted like Hossein Bolt. I was like the fastest person in the world at that point. <laughs> no, but also, like, there, were, there was a time where we had the door open in the house. Like, the back door was open. Remember? Oh, yeah. You were literally up my butt. She was so up my butt. I went into the kitchen and got the knife. And I was like looking in the house and she was like, I'll come with you. I'm like, someone someone was here. You would throw me at them. You're using me as a shield is what you're doing. You know, that was probably really dumb of us to enter a a house. We should have just called 911 and waited. We were dumb. That was dumb. There were moments. We were dumb. We shouldn't have walked into the house. Nah. But I think that that goes to show that if we were, like, if this was a horror movie, I think Amina would be the protagonist, that, like, the the camera would be following, because you would be the one trying to get to the bottom of it and facing it. I would die first. And well, would I would also leave. try and be smart about it. But I guess going to the house is not smart. <laughs> yeah, I would die. You would be, like, the funny character that always ends up dying. Zan? In the end, though. Yeah, see, I, 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 I would see. I, I would think that I would face it too, but I, I don't think I would survive. I would face it, and I, I I'm always been the skeptic. And Amna and Summer knows. I've always been a little bit like, oh, I, I'm the one that's like, hey, let's try to do a Ouija board because I'm kind of curious. But, oh, you but you no way. <laughs> but, but I would die. I probably would die in the movie. I would probably be the third or fourth person dead, being like, oh, I don't believe this. Let me see this, and then well, I'll go into the house and oh, close in. And then, yeah, I, I would go in and like a, an axe falls from the floor or from from the ceiling and kills me. Yeah, like that kind of thing. Yeah, no, I would write. I would take the keys and I'd be like, <laughs> "Who the hell is with me? None of y'all see ya. Peace." <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I I know that from my experience in in Salem when I went to the Satanic Temple that like everyone was everyone went to the door. <laughs> And like left, and I'm like, let's just go in. Let's just, let's just do this. Julie, Could have been offered as a human sacrifice right there. Satanic temple. 
effigy. Why? Why? <laughs> she she puts herself in these situations, and then when she's faced with a real ass situation, can't even she she can't doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I understand not want, like you have no say in not going to your grandparents' house. Like I get that you have no say. You're forced to go there. It's your family home, but like. You have a say going into the satanic temple at, in Salem. Well, I just like really quick, that was to teach my cousin a lesson. I wasn't going to go, but my cousin, who's younger than me, she just turned 21. She was the one that saw the flyer to go to the satanic temple. And she's like, oh, let's go. Let's go. We're going to go. But when we got to the door, that it was like, a lot of it is just like sensory overload so that you feel freaked out. She's like, actually, I don't really want to come in here. Like, I want to go home. And I'm like, oh, no, no, let's go now. We, we made it all the way here. Let's go. We're here. So we're going to go inside. I did feel uncomfortable. But when we left, she was like, why did you make me do all of that? I'm like, because if you're going to mess with this, you like, there's no way out. So just don't do it. it like, don't go into it. Like, the Ouija board situation. Don't try it because you're not going to be able, you don't know what's going to happen. So just don't do it. So I, I think I, I, I taught her a lesson, but, but I did go. I know, we're, I know we're running over time. However, I feel like, I feel like with the, with the satanic, you know, there's so many other things in Salem to do during Halloween. Yeah. She wanted to be, she just wanted to be like tough and be like, let's go. It's so creepy. I mean, like I would, to be fair, that's me. Summer knows me. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, and then I'd be like, I'm gonna fuck up. We're gonna go to the goddamn ghost parade, and that's it. <laughs> the ghost parade. <laughs> I would think Chubbs the ghost parade. I think Chubbs and I, you know, like Buzzfeed Unsolved, like the skeptic, and then the one who's like the the wimp. Yeah. That's what I really think Summer and I could do. I'd be like, Summer, let's go to a haunted location, and she'd be like, What the hell? But then she'd go. <laughs> I, I mean, in order to do the show properly, I'd have to go. I feel like we should do that. But I, I, I would not want to either. Julie, you go. I would, go. I would like to subscribe to that go. channel. <laughs> Post-quarantine, let's take a video camera. Let's go. Are, are the ghosts in quarantine, too? Or are they just free? Ghosts have will? been in quarantine. It's called purgatory. That's true. And it's also Ramzan, so all the ghosts are definitely... Uh, Ramadan right now, first of all, Shaitan is locked up, okay? Exactly. <laughs> is locked up during Ramadan. Yeah, however, however, uh, certain people are still roaming the earth that I consider the devil, so, um. Oh, God. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's all right, uh, I guess on that note. <laughs> uh, follow us on, at Bob and Fred's, on Instagram uh, and Twitter at Bob and Fred's. Uh, you can message us on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash Bob and Friends. Uh, rate and review us four to five stars on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. I don't think you can rate us on Spotify, but, you know, maybe listen. Hit, hit, a, hit the follow on Spotify. Oh, yeah. Subscribe. Hit the bell icon. <laughs> hit the, the bell, bell icon. The bell. What is it? Icon? Icon. I forgot how he says it. Anyway, that's Bob and Friends. Yeah. Thank you, Julie. Thank you Thank for the you for wonderful story. Thank you the for wonderful. Yeah. It was fun. You can come back and visit whenever you'd like. Yeah. Seriously. Whenever you want. Thank you. Yeah. She's never coming. Right, guys. No, I, I, no, I'll be here all the time. I have nothing to contribute to Pakistani culture, but I'll be here. It'll be great. 
Perfect. I'll learn. Contribute ourselves to Black Funny Culture. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.